We're glad to be sharing the ministry of Tabernacle of Praise with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. If you have your Bible right now, go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 1. We'll get there in a little bit. As we look around the world and see what's happening, especially in our own country as we're viewing it, the question comes up multiple times, what in the world is going on here? When you look at the news, and you know, I, I quit looking at that, but everywhere you look, there's always something going on, this, this, this crazy, outrageous stuff. It's not, you know, things used to happen, and you think, well, wow, there's wildfires out in California, you know. You don't ask what's going on because you know this is happening, but now there's a craziness. There's a, you know, an uncertainty of things that are going on in, in our world and in our, in our country you know, the question, why is this happening? What, what's causing all this? And while most of us have an answer of some sort, because when you look at that and ask that question, don't you have some kind of answer? Could be right, wrong, in between. It could be very prejudiced one way or another. It could be because you have a particular uh, mode of thinking, education. But when we look at issues that are going on, when we see things that are happening, we generally, when we finish asking the questions, we have some sort of an answer. I think the sum of all the answers that we're, when we're looking at what's going on in our world right now, there's one word that sums up the problem that's going on. No, it's not sin. It's one word that involves the whole point of what's happening in our world. One word. Apostasy. Apostasy. What is apostasy? The Greek word for apostasy, apostasia, is, it, it's made up of actually two different Greek words. Apo, meaning away, and histomy, meaning stand. So apostasy is when you Walk away. It means you walk away from, you leave or exit from, you stray or leave behind the stand. You depart from the stand. We're going to talk about the stand here in a second. The Scripture is full of warnings about apostasy. It's full of warnings. When I was researching a lot of this, I was, it was amazed how from the front to the back, God was warning us constantly about apostasy. What is that? Leaving, exiting, walking away from the stand. And in the New Testament, it especially warns about apostasy in the end times, about the last days. It gives a lot of uh, understanding, and a lot of people look at it as a prophetic notion when, in fact, God's talked about this all through Scripture. So when you read a lot of times about in the last days, this falling, great falling away, well, we know that, you know, this falling away business has gone on since the garden. Adam and Eve went into apostasy. They walked away from the stand. We're going to talk about that. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, that's the day of Christ, except there be a, come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed and the son of perdition. So when Paul's writing to the church, the Thessalonian church, he says, don't let anybody deceive you, for that day shall not come, that's the day of Christ, except there's a falling away that's going to come. The, word, the falling away, that term, comes from the Greek word 
that we get apostasy from. That term comes from that. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in latter, the word latter here, hester, what do you think when you think of latter? The last part, the last time, the latter, the end time. Interesting, interest, interestingly, is hesteron. It means eventually. So when Paul was writing to Timothy, he said this. He said, now, the Spirit says this expressly, that eventually the time shall, people will come and they'll depart from the faith. He said, eventually this is going to happen. That takes a little different meaning than when you think of last, like, okay, there's a spot in history in the latter times, and we know when we see this happen that that's the end of time. Uh, that's not what that scripture's saying. He's saying eventually this is going to go down. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisies, having their conscience seared. The Greek word for seared here means to render insensitive. Render insensitive. So there's going to come a time when not only are people going to fall away, and we're going to talk about a, a, a different portion of falling away than what you think we're going to talk about. That it's going to be so bad that the conscience of people are going to come to a place where they're insensitive. Now that kind of seems like today, doesn't it? Insensitivity. Second Timothy 4, 3-4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching. The itching, Greek word, means to scratch or tickle. In other words, tell me what I want to hear. Ears. They shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned into fables. The fables word here in the Greek means fiction or myth. Fiction or myth. A lot of times we, when we talk about, when we look at that scripture, they shall turn their words away from truth. We, we talk about people that know the truth as we know it, and then they go back and they accept a different doctrine, a different doctrine. They just like, we believe in what we believe in, and they, they kind of lighten up their doctrine. That's not what it's saying here. It says that these people were, are literally going to believe a fiction or myth, something that doesn't even exist. Now, there are some doctrines in the Christian world that are fiction. That are fiction. They don't even exist. They're made up. What is a fictional writing? What's factual writing? What's factual writing? Nonfiction. It's about facts. Yeah, here we go. People are going to believe something that has no fact to it. Have you ever heard somebody quote something about uh, Christianity, but there's no biblical fact to it? We had presidents that did it. Many times. I'll give you one. God helps those who help themselves. Yeah. God helps those who help. That's not a biblical fact. Is, is it a fact? Does God help those who help themselves? <laughs> yeah. Just let that. Hebrews chapter 3. Let me move on. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. 
And listen, there are more, you know, apostles wrote so much about apostasy that we don't recognize in Scripture. Most of the time, we relate apostasy to spiritual matters, don't we? Because I want to get to the crux of what we want to talk about here because we just have a short time. Most of the time, we think of apostasy, we relate it to the spiritual matters of faith and belief. Turning from truth and from God, the God who saved you, that's when we think apostasy, it rings a note to us. But there's another part of apostasy in Scripture that we really don't look at and we don't see. Something that, we're going, something that we see that's going on right before our very eyes in this country. It's part of our culture. It's part of what we do in this country. It's an apostasy that's hap- it's happening, and, but we, we don't, because it's not, quote, unquote, in the spiritual realm, we, we almost don't look at it. Remember, what is apostasy? What is apostasy? You stand, you, 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 you stray away, you walk away, you move away from the stand. From the stand. What is the stand? Truth. The stand is God's Word. That's what the stand is. It's God's Word. It is God's created and established order and will. When you look in Scripture, God has a created and established order in this world. When He spoke it into existence, when He created Adam and Eve, He created an order, and He created a divine will. That's the stand. So, the stand is what God's Word expresses to us as how things are supposed to be. This tells us how things are supposed to be, right? The Bible gives us the direction on how things are supposed to work. Some call it the natural order. Have you ever heard of the natural order of things? Just the, as Paul writes to the church in Rome, he spells out what has happened in the natural order of things. So if you're in Romans chapter 1, speaking to the Gentiles in the, Rome, in the church in Rome, he, he's illuminating He's illuminating. I mean, he's enlightening to them as to the very nature of things here. What do we mean by that? How that even in created nature, he says this, created nature exposes God to every single human. You ever wonder what happened to the, before anybody ever got here to America and there was no gospel of Jesus Christ, you ever what happened to the Native American Indian spiritually? No, nobody. I did. I wondered. Y'all didn't want. I wondered about it. What happens to them? What? How does God? What? What goes on there? Understand that Paul is broaching the subject in Romans one and in Romans two about this very subject because in Romans one he's talking to the church in Rome, predominantly Gentile, and he speaks about how the Gentiles were. And in that, he's showing them what apostasy is actually about. So let's keep going. He says that in, in every created nature, in everything you see in nature, it exposes God to everyone. Paul said that both the Jew and the Gentile are inexcusable when it comes to sin. We'll, we'll read it here in a second, but just kind of stay with me. In chapter 1, he expresses to all of us who read the things that Gentiles did and that in so doing, they fell into apostasy. In other words... In the beginning, Abraham was not a, Abraham was a, right. Before him, go, go back, push, go backwards, go all the way back. Adam was a, 
from the very beginning, the Gentiles took humanity into apostasy by leaving the stand, by leaving the natural order. Let's, let's keep talking about this because it's, it's important we recognize this because when we pray for our country, we're missing the mark. I'm not saying we're praying sin. I'm just saying we're missing the mark about what we should be praying for. The, there's a natural or physical side to apostasy, not just a spiritual side. There's a natural, physical side to apostasy, not just the spiritual side. Departing or exiting from the original order or stand. So let's start with verse 20. Got your Bibles? Verse 20. For the invisible things of Him, do you know Him? Who's Him? God. From the creation of the world are clearly seen. Wait a minute. The invisible things of Him, God, from the very creation, the very beginning, are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. So everything that God made clearly shows His invisible, everything about Him that we need to know. Everything that we see around us, okay? God set a natural order to show Himself. even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Now, again, who is the they? The Gentiles. When, you know, without me reading the whole chapter, He's speaking the they as the Gentiles. So, so understand this. The invisible things of Him from the start and the beginning, from creation, are clearly understood through nature, through the order of things. Being understood by the thing. In other words, the stand, the natural order, the original design have always been evident to man. So the Native American Indian had a, there's a natural order that told that Native, because you know, here's the funny thing about all society. They all have one thing in common. All societies from time time has begun. Even pagan societies still did the same thing that godly societies did. They reached out to a higher being because God has instilled in every one of us that through what we see, what we observe, and what God has instilled in us already, that there's something higher than us. It's the natural order that God put in us. It's the natural order that God put in us. Verses 21 through 25. Because that when they knew God, who is they? The, the Gentiles. Wait a minute. Now, as far as we're concerned, by biblical principles that we've been taught, only the Jews knew God. The word knew here is the same word know you're thinking about. It's having, it's having a personal relationship. Adam knew Eve, and they had a son. You get it. When they knew God, they... See, see we, we attribute this to something totally different. Because we, in the Christian church, we have... We're going to get to the verses here in a second. We have a standard that we want to put on some people. And it's here, but we, we, we erase everything in here to get to that particular... Because we don't like that particular sin. We don't like that particular stand that you left. 
And so we really jam them on that one, but we, we eliminate some of this other. But let's talk about this. It's important. They knew God. They glorified Him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into, into an image made like a, a corruptible man, into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the Creator or the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. So as they knew God, the Creator, they understood, if you back up to the verse, it tells us there that, that, that nature even unveils the power and the Godhead. And I'm not saying that. Verse 20 says that. The, you know, we thought we had a, a little in on the Godhead, didn't we? we? You know, after all, we, there's a lot of people don't understand the Godhead, but the apostolic Pentecostals do. We got it down. But understand that nature shows you the Godhead. And this is important for you to get. I want you to get. They departed from God's natural order, from God's stand. They changed the natural order of things is what he's saying here. God said for them to do this. This is how I created you, and this is why I created you. And then they begin to change. They begin to become apostate, apostasy, change the natural order. They took the unnatural, uh, the what was unnatural, and made it natural to themselves. Paul now begins to outline a warning of things that men will do that causes men to fall into apostasy. In verse 23 here, where it says, and to, and to an image, the word image there, you're very familiar with this word. It's a Greek word. The Greek word is icon. Icon. Does that sound familiar to you? On a computer. The Greek word is icon. It means a likeness, a profile, or a representation. And so when you read that scripture, they... they they took the very uncorruptible image, the uncorruptible likeness, the icon of God. Just let this sink in a little bit. And made it to be corruptible. The Greek word for truth in verse 25. I'm sort of outlining something here because I want to get to the point of the matter here. So you can go back and read these verses when you get the opportunity. But the word truth in verse 25 means when you say, let me ask you, when you say truth, what do you think of? You, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And when you think of truth, you think of, well, whatever's not false, right? The word truth in the Greek here means variety. You just look it up when you get a chance. It's the variety of God. Changes the perspective of this particular chapter. Because because we've all, through the lifetime of our ch- lives in church, we find that most preachers will use Romans chapter 1 to define a particular group. They're in here, so is everybody else. But, but they, they miss the points here about, about uh, apostasy. Verses 26 through 27. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is uh, against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their heart one toward another, Men with men, 
working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error, which was meat. And this is usually where we stick. Because we really want to jam it down on the homosexuals. And so we, we stick it in right here, and this is where we stop. Now, f- let me stop right here. What's he talking about here? Verses 26 to 1. What's he talking? It's okay to say it. What's he talking about? Yes, he's, <laughs> he's talking about men with men and women with women. He said that what was natural is now, and uh, yeah, apostasy. See, there's a physical side to apostasy that we, you know, we understand it's a spiritual issue. But we have to look into the physical side of it because Paul writes very adamantly about it and something that we have to understand. Notice the words natural and nature in there. God has said in his order the natural things that are in nature. God set a stand. This is the stand. This is the word. This is what it is. So men and women becoming apostate are exiting or leaving away from the natural. Now, there's, there's words in here, but this is one minor portion of a major problem because he just talks about men with men and women with women. But there are other issues going on in the world at that time and the world today that have this particular problem. Not just men with men and men with women. It gets nastier, and I'm not going to go into it. But it gets worse. In the Roman Empire, the Roman Empire really dealt with men and young boys. Men and animals. There's a whole depth here. Because what's happened is when, when, a, when we become apostate, when apostasy enters the life, we just simply leave the natural order of what is. We simply leave the natural order of what is. So let me throw something out here because I want to uh, get through this. The natural order that got set into place was that there has to be a head, okay? There has to be a head. Anything with more than one head's a freak. That's not Bible. It's just normal, right? Nobody, anybody disagree with that? If you do, it's okay. I, if you want to disagree with me, I don't have a problem. It's not natural to have two heads. When something has two heads, it's now left the natural order because God created us the way we are. And so in, in every situation that God has, including the family, but including in every situation, there's always got to be a head because the head brings peace and unity. And, and so what's happened in our culture is that that which should be the head is not, and that which shouldn't be the head is. Now, a lot of the women are going to say I'm being very chauvinistic. Thank you. No, it's not about chauvinism. It's about natural order. It's about natural order. Sir, if you allow your wife to be the head of the home, you're in apostasy. Ma'am, if you're trying to take over and be the head of the home, ma'am, you're in apostasy. Now, there's a lot of church folk. There's a lot of church folk that are in apostasy and don't even recognize it. 
because they only think of the apostasy of leaving the truths of God, the spiritual side. But there's a physical side of this we've got to understand because God set this in order for a reason. He set it in order for a reason. So the falling away that Paul wrote about, the term falling away, again, comes from the Greek word uh, apostasia. Understanding that this falling away just isn't from the love of God and God's grace, but it's the departure of the natural order. And so as we're seeing this happen in our own nation right before our eyes, it gets much worse than we even realize the apostasy that's happened in our country with, with human beings. Uh, it's much worse than the verses we just read. See, we like to pin 26 and 27 and really hammer that, and I'm all for making sure that that's, we understand that men with men and women with women is wrong. It's apostasy. Just, it's that simple. God did not intend for that to be, and it's apostasy. But let's not stop there. Let's, let's get some understanding. Verse 28, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. What is reprobate? Upside down. To do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all. So now he's going to identify. He's going to identify to us what happens when we become reprobate. Not only that, what happens when apostasy comes into our life, leaving the natural order being filled with unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Whew. That gets a little scary, doesn't it? Without understanding covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasures in them that do them. understand something that he's writing here. Can we jump over to chapter 2, verse 14? Because I want to read you something here that maybe help you. Look at verse 14. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, what is nature? What is nature? Look that up. It's the natural order. Look up nature here. It's the natural order. So when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by the natural order the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves. And this is where a lot of people get confused and messed up. Which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience, also bearing witness, and their thoughts the means while accusing or else excusing one another. And he addresses something here. He addresses something here. Chapter 2 and verse 1 is the point he's addressing. Can we read it? Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man. Who's he talking to? All of us. Whosoever thou art that judgest, 
For when thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest dost the same things. The natural order that God placed into the life of human beings that, that we leave is to understand. And we talked about this earlier. Judgment doesn't render punishment. Judgment renders verdict. The case is laid out, the facts are given, and the word judgment is a rendered verdict. After a verdict has been rendered, then a punishment or is applied or the person set free. You always notice that when they want to have this, we find him guilty, okay? In three days, everybody come back here because we're going to render a punishment. So understand something. When we render a verdict, a judgment about people, when we render, you know, there's not a punishment involved here. But when we render a verdict and a judgment about other people, what happens is that we have the same thing on us. And so what Paul is trying to say is we, we need to look at things in a little different manner. And the manner is not from our point of view, but from God's natural order, the stand. The stand. Look at everything from the stand. Because whatever, whatever becomes apostate or whatever leaves from the stand becomes apostate. And so everybody's in the same boat now. Let me, uh, I'm going to ask a question here. Don't put your hands up, but maybe raise your finger or whatever. Do, do you think that the homosexual act is, is worse than stealing a candy bar from 7-Eleven? We're afraid to answer that, aren't we? No? Because... There are sins in the body. There, there are sins against the body. There, when, when, there, there's, a, there's an uncovering here that we need to understand about this. Sin is what? The definition of sin. Separation from God. Miss the mark. The actual definition of sin is missing the mark. Man, I, you thought, think it would be a lot worse, wouldn't you? It's simply missing the mark. So when we miss the mark, what is the mark? The mark is the stand. The stand is the word. The mark is the word. Whatever I'm going to be doing for God, I do out of this book. Not because pastor said it, not because mom and daddy said it, but what the book says. That's the stand. That's the mark. And we miss the stand and we miss the mark. The Bible calls that sin. When we miss the stand, we miss the mark. When we leave the stand, it says we are in apostasy. Now, what scares us is that, well, if I'm in apostasy, now I'm on my way to hell. You will notice in Scripture that the, the variation of a person going through what we're talking about here, that's why he lists what he lists here in the Scripture. He doesn't just pinpoint a particular group. It's for us to understand that we all need to take a good, close look. Because the, the problem in America right now is that America is in apostasy. 
and doesn't realize it, both physically and spiritually. America's in apostasy. They've, they've fallen away from the stand, the foundations that we have. You're hearing those now that are saying, you know, our, we weren't founded upon Christian principles and all that stuff, you know, out of, out of the presidents. What, we had two that really weren't religious? Two, two of the founding fathers that really weren't religious? Yeah, that, but, but, but by and large, the founding fathers based their principles upon God's Word, the principles of our country on God's Word. And so, but there are those that are saying now that, no, 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 that's not the case at all. Not the case at all. It's because what apostasy does, it, it takes the natural order and reprobates it. That's what apostasy really is doing. When you walk away from the natural, the natural order, the stand that God gives us, to, then you're actually flipping it. That's why Paul later warns other churches, listen, there's going to be people that come in here and they're going to teach you some things that aren't quite right. They're going, matter of fact, some of them are going to be doctrines of devils. It's going to be that bad. What is that? That's taking the Word of God. It's doing exactly what Satan did in the garden. Satan used the very Word of God. Hath not God said? Now, had he said that to Adam, this might be a whole different story. Because Adam heard what God said. Eve didn't hear what God said. Adam did, but Eve didn't. And so what we've got to recognize is what causes apostasy in people's lives and, and in our country is that when we don't look at what God hath said. Most people go to church and they get what they get from God. From who? Yeah, the pastor. What if the pastor's a devil? You're getting devil's food. Devil's food, by the way, is pretty good. Devil's food, cake, and cookie, pretty good. But what, what if the pastor's a devil? Well, that could never happen. <laughs> Whether you go into those places where you leave natural order is, is, is simply between you and God. It's simply between you and God. And the way you learn the natural order of things is between you and God. Do you learn things from here? Yeah, you should. Is this everything you're learning? Let's, let's please hope not. Let's please that we're looking into Scripture. And, you know, God, God has given teachers and given preachers and given pastors, and there's instruction and all those things. But God's given you mind as well. He's given you mind as well. And there's a reason for that. It's because it, you're responsible for the law of nature in your own life. F following after God's natural law. Because God's natural law exposes even the Godhead to us. And so what I'm saying to you tonight is don't get fixated and the apostasy thing, the, don't get fixated in the reprobate thing. You know, the scary thing about apostasy is there's a point in apostasy of no return. There's a point of walking away from God of no return. It has nothing to do with God. Everything to do with you. Because here's what happens in apostasy. Further, further, further. 
and further. You know, the scripture speaks about becoming a reprobate. He turned them over to a reprobate mind. What was he, what was he saying to them? I got five minutes, y'all. What was he saying to them? Here's what God was saying to them here. Since you've decided to leave the natural order of what I placed in this earth, and you've decided to become God yourself and change the natural order, then you be your own God. Good luck. Good luck. That's what God's saying to them. Because when you decide to change God's natural order, it becomes a very serious thing. And again, I, I just said there's a lot we can talk about tonight, but one of the biggest problems in our country is the head of home problems. There are, there are homes that don't even have heads. Homes that don't even have The person that should be the head doesn't care. Left. Or is there but left. You know what I mean? So th there's a whole order of things here. And so this is not something to be afraid of. This is something to be aware of. Man, if we could just pray that God would restore the home in America. God, if you'll just restore the home in America, can we start there? Because that's the strength of what we are. Just restore the... Bishop, did you... Just a couple points. Uh, in Romans 1, verse 24, 26, and 28, Paul uses the term, gave them over, gave them up, gave them over. That word in the Greek means to transfer the authority to. So a person mm. that lives a perverted lifestyle, God said, okay, this is what you want. I'm going to turn you over. That's going to become the authority of your life. Wow. And, and it does. Yeah. So God said, you know, I'm out of it. Yeah. I'm out of it. You're, you're going to be dominated by the thing that you wanted in your life. The thing on the women, the problem is weak men. It's not a woman problem. It's a man, man problem. problem. It's a man refusing to be a man, to be the leader, to be the provider, to be the guide, to be the most spiritual in the family, to be the, the prayer warrior in the family, to be the student of the scripture in the family. Most women live with a weak man and they see the family falling apart and they have to step in and it's the man's problem. It's not the mm -hmm. woman's problem. You know, can I tag to what you just said? Yeah. You know, if the man is the man, then there's no concern about the woman trying to put themselves into that position. When a man loves his wife like Christ loves the church, she understands that he's going to make every decision in my best interest. Mm -hmm. He'll never make a selfish decision in this marriage. He'll always make a decision in my best interest. She knows that, and she's comfortable. But when she doesn't know that, that's when mm -hmm. she steps in and takes charge. And I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think one of the reasons we see the probably the inevitability, but we see the progression of homosexuality. And that is based, men with men, women with women, is again, not so much the women issue, the man issue. 
that the reason that it bleeds over into the woman's side is because, again, the man is not being, I think it comes back to that leadership thing. Every male homosexual I've ever met had a problem with his father. Mm -hmm. I mean a bitter problem with his father. And every girl that I've ever encountered that's a lesbian had a problem with her father. Mm -hmm. A man not being a man. Mm-hmm. It's interesting when you when you counsel with. I, I remember a guy that in a church that we came from was that that was the situation. And he, you know, the bottom line was that not only did he have a problem, his, his father just wasn't in his life. But whenever he was, it was awful. It was awful. And so he he went into that lifestyle. And and I, what I have found, you know, there was a case in Fresno, California. I was preaching revival. I think I've told this story before. I sat on a platform. This guy walked in, young man walks through the back door, huge church, and I saw him. I knew he was a homosexual. And I told the pastor, I said, this guy is a homosexual. He said, how do you know that sitting on the platform? And I told him, I said, if he comes to the altar, and I think he will, you need to dismiss the church, keep a few men that you've got a lot of confidence in because we're going to have a battle in this altar. The altar came. He came to the altar. The pastor dismissed everybody. A few men stayed behind. This guy was a beanpole. He had oak altars that probably weighed 400 pounds apiece. That kid flipped them like they were just fiddlesticks. And so I began to talk to him. That spirit would talk to me. Mm -hmm. And I got to the homosexual spirit, and I couldn't get anywhere. And so the Lord impressed upon me, talked, asked him about his father. So I asked him about his dad, and this, I mean, this hatred vitriol came out of him. And so what was the homosexual spirit was hiding under a rebellious spirit. When I cast the rebellious spirit out, the homosexual spirit came out. So, you know, it, it's... The, the, the whole problem in America is just men that aren't men. Right. <laughs> man I'd kick the screen door down I'd stomp in that living room and I'd tell her woman yeah. let's get something straight here I'm wearing the britches in this pant in this family well then, then right are, are they church folk well probably a good altar time to cast out a, a, a a spirit there of, uh, you know, that's that's rebellion. Yeah. That's simply rebellion. When she recognizes he's a man and recognizes he's supposed to be, but she doesn't want him to, that's open rebellion. It's open rebellion. And a lot of times, cause, let me tag onto that too, a lot of times we miss that, that a lot of things happen like this, and it's really, it's kind of like someone that has the flu. You don't treat somebody that's got a runny nose by giving them a Kleenex and say, your flu's over. That's just a symptom. 
you got to get down to where the flu's at. And a lot of times, this her not letting him is really not the problem. There is a deeper rebellious spirit in her that's got to be, because you guarantee you, when you get that rebellious spirit out, the other will just follow. Those. That you know the list that we read in 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 uh, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all go. The list that we read in chapter one uh, tags on to what we just talked about because in all of those, when you read them, they all have to do with the spirit of a person. All of those issues have to do with the spirit of a person, and and we have to understand that in the leadership role, it's ours. Because here's the thing: when I stand before God, I, I'm not gonna be able to say, "Well, God, you know, I, I just really didn't want to make Jana mad about that one." He's not going to hear that. He's going to say, yeah, I understand. I love you, but you missed the mark. You, you should have taken the leadership role. You missed the mark. I guess what most of us are counting on is that we have more hit marks than miss marks. So, <laughs> that's a joke, right? <laughs> understand? That's not what's going to happen. So there's a lot more to this, and I want to talk about in another lesson some more of this because it has to do with what's going on in America, and, and it's bleeding into the church. It's bleeding into the church. God bless you tonight. Thank you for coming. Look forward to seeing you this weekend. For more information about Tabernacle of Praise, look us up online at tabernaclepraise.org. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with our Facebook page. We also have a free app that you can use to keep up with events or be notified of bad weather. And you can listen to our sermons directly from the app. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.